razor blunt commentary delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Speaking of bangers, mm, such a good song. Belmer's laughing. Drive me smooth. What, grade the song. Zero. Zero? That negative bad? five. It what? Sucks. Zero and negative five on I'm, a one I'm, to ten scale? I'm tired of it by this point. Man, you are harsh. Y'all don't like country music, huh? I can tell you I don't like country not, music. Not You're my not thing, go, no. I mean, Taylor Swift's not, not really a like country true. artist That's anymore. not true at all. I like old country music. I don't like the I'm, like Willie not Whalen real much up on the hip new stuff. Why are you talking like Kane that? Kane Brown and all the country music, man. I don't think I don't think that's a very good country impersonation. I don't care what you think. You do a lot you know of that impersonations. On a daily basis. That's true. I like true. Tim McGraw. I like I like country. Uh, you do a lot of good impersonations. John yeah. McClain. Who else do you do? That's really good. Um, Jimbo. You do a good Jimbo Fisher. Who else? You used to do the Hammer really well. Yeah, the the hammer, hammer. Jim Adler. Your 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 country your country impersonation needs a little work. Okay. You just need a little southern drawl. Listen to some music, drink some cold beer, and have a good old time on a Friday night. Wear your boots and have a good time. I can't believe y'all don't like this song. It's annoying. As I mean, that. I don't like it, but I'm not giving it's been it a forced zero and a down negative our eardrums five. For how long? This puts me. This doesn't put you in the mood to run no. through that fake brick wall and no. play some football. No. If listen, you're going to say that, the one, the one when they used to get introduced when the people in the game ops department didn't realize that there was a cuss word at the start of the song, that, <laughs> now that song That was Rage Against the Machine. I don't know who it was, I but it was I know good. that for, it yeah. was funny because for the first half of the season, they didn't realize that right before it really kicks in, the vo- there's a voice that says, oh, S-word, here it comes. Or something. You, you know, really? I think it's just time for an update. I think we need a new song. They can go to. I think that they're going to whenever they do like this rebrand, like whenever they get this H and they get the Love You Blue back in there, and they they update the uniforms a bit. I was think it we're going to see a new gambler, song. By the way, that threw in on Twitch, which was very well done, that said the class of the division is Hannah. <laughs> Hannah McNair. Well, I mean, for the Texans, she might be. I mean, she's the new acting owner. There's no doubt she's turned around the image of the ownership. Remember group. whenever uh, who was it that called us the. The puppets to Brendan was it? I think it was AC. I think Andrew might have said that. Is that right? I think it was AC. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was AC. Yep. Hannah is the puppeteer to Cal McNair. And oh, without question, no doubt about it. It's probably smart. Uh, Fishing with Dana says um, maybe Paul Wall and Bun B the new music. I, I, I would I would bet that that might happen. Paul Wall and Bun B did the uh, the Cougar anthem last year at the start of the year. Is that right? Yeah, they did like the. Um, the womp womp, and they kind of changed it around a little bit with their lyrics and stuff like that. It wouldn't surprise me if Houston, if they go that route. In fact, they had Bun B and Paul Wall out at the the draft show. Like they're trying to be a little more hip. They're trying to like cater a little to the younger bit more crowd. connected to the city instead yeah. of just being the prima donna, as opposed to like Clay Travis. Like that that whole like Houston Texans theme when they started the early two thousands. You the, love the song and you call him Clay Travis, Clay Walker. I mean, what a mistake. Um, and I said it was like a three. I just said I liked it more than y'all. But they were going with like a country theme. I think now they're going to go a little bit more hip hop, like because or like just, it's yeah, Houston, right? You know, well, think, but also to be more, like you said, more modernized. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of insulting just in some ways when you're just you're living and back in where everybody thinks, oh, Houston, it, it's all it's nothing but boots and buckles and hats. Yeah, yeah, I think they're modernizing it. I think it's a good way to put it. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Where is Joe George today? Big C says that he's auditioning to be part of the Rockets. <laughs> Uh, checking out deep dish spots in town. Did you see the email we got? No candles in the. Uh, 
I did randomly. I, think, I, I think, saw the headline on it. Yeah, they said that we can't bring candles into the, into the workplace. I think that's actually a correlation with Joe George. I saw him with a candle yesterday. I think he might be serving a one-day suspension because he brought a candle to work. I, I had heard that he, as part of the separation agreement with BK and the station, that he was already in Austin apartment hunting for BK because BK said he didn't have to do it himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's nice of him. A yep. uh, 60-30, guys, can we please have a real convo about shopping Pena? Not sure if y'all talked about this today. I bet he's hit five balls to right field all year. He's atrocious to the plate. I can tell you one ball he didn't hit yeah. was the one just now where he had a chance yeah. to do some serious damage. He just struck out a big spot. Uh, game starts at 3.05. Now, what's interesting about Jeremy Pena, look, one, he plays a premium defensive position and plays it well. Mm-hmm. Pena's kind of the same player he was last year. Like His offensive numbers are almost very uh, – I'm not going to say almost – the same, but they're very similar to what they were last year. Now, it's a little bit of a regression as opposed to a div- like progression, which you would expect for a second-year player, but Pena's numbers regular season are very similar to they were a year ago. I, I mean, I, I, Lamont is perfect at going back and, and getting checking his record books on all this, but I, at the start of the year, when everybody was just losing their minds on the World Series MVP and expecting, I, I said, slow, slow your roll. I mean, expect more of what you saw a year ago. The fact is, this is who he is. The regular season is basically what I saw. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think it's bad. It's just that when you have expectations that are through the roof, that this guy's going to be the next Cal Ripken Jr., A-Rod, and, and Derek Jeter all into one, you're going to be setting yourself up for a letdown. And when he does the things he's doing right now, you're going to be, and a lot of people are, less than happy with his play, and they don't realize he is a good shortstop that he can hit the baseball. He showed it in this series with a multi-hit game. But the fact is, he has real issues with his, his inability to hit breaking pitches. And I still think that he needs to really focus on having, you know, kind of getting uh, an approach to every different at-bat and every at-bat is different and kind of thinking through pitches. I don't think he has a lot of plate discipline from that regard either. And I th- but I think those are things he can work on. Those are holes in his game, and, and he had them last year. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the frustration more with Pena with me is that he hasn't necessarily taken that step forward. And if we're having a real honest conversation, Pena's postseason success last year set too high of a bar of no, expectations no. this year. Like if his real expectations should be regular season Pena a year ago, which is still a disappointment year two from year one. But a lot of people gave him the expectations of ALCS MVP, World Series MVP, and quite frankly, that that's not fair. That's not. But fair. that's what they did. I mean, the the you know prisoner of the moment coming off the the ALCS and then the World Series, people are thinking, well, this is the next perennial All Star at shortstop for the Houston Astros, and it's just it's not. Baseball is a tough game. I mean, to succeed, you get three hits out of ten to be an All Star and be a really good player to hit three hundred, and oh. he's not hitting three. He, he's He's got work to do, but that doesn't mean he's not a quality baseball player that's going to get better. Yeah, hopefully he gets better. Like there, there's some serious concerns about his offensive game, though. Like his swing and miss on breaking balls away, his lack of you know strike plate discipline, doesn't walk much. Like there's some there's some real concerns there, uh, but they also existed last year before the playoffs. A uh, key from L.A. Uh, Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams all won championships in the last three years. Can you say that about your teams? Well, the Astros almost have as many combined as those, and the Dodgers don't have a real championship. They have a COVID championship when they didn't have to play yeah, in front of real fans. Uh, the Lakers also have a bubble championship. So the L.A. actually has one real title, right? One. One. One, one. one Lakers... real one with a full season yeah. with everything on the table, Key. Yeah. Now you're getting care. Be careful now because now I'm getting closer to pushing the button. Yeah. Now I may just ban you. 
and I'll let you know when you, and I don't know how to reach you, so I don't know how I'm going to let you know when you're back in. So you're teetering on being let go. Hey, so be careful. It would be a soft ban. You can't ban them for talking. Oh, I can. Trash. I Come can. On. I know Come people on. that are from New York that know how to do these things. You can't be soft and ban them for having a take going after your team. One take. You can't. No, I mean, multiple well, He has takes. a lot of bad takes just, and texts. Yeah, but he's just talking a little smack. He's not doing anything insulting. i literally you can't make him, him a Utah that. Jazz fan. Can't ban him for that. Come on. I can. That's a soft ban. We've had, I mean, en- we've had enough of those lately. We can't get, do that. In, in mass quantities. We've had massive soft bands. 713-780-3776. Football is back in Houston tonight. Football time in Houston, as Clay Walker tells you. Um, what do you want to see tonight from the Houston Texans against the New England Patriots? By the way, the Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Texans are back. They're favored on the road against the Patriots. They're back. What do you want to see tonight from the Texans? I want to see what happens with the offensive line. I want to see C.J. Stroud. I want to see the receivers. I want to see the young players in their first action of the season and see what we're dealing with. And I think that's what brings excitement to this game. Normally, first preseason game, yeah, we got to watch it. Yeah, it's like, you know. You sound like it's a chore. I'm excited. You're not excited? No, that's what I'm saying. Normally, it's like pulling teeth. I don't want to watch it, and it's painful to watch, and you know that none of the starters are going to play, and there's really nothing to, to keep an eye on for the most part. It's the exact opposite this year. There's so much to watch because there's so many young players that you want to see and, and the guys that they drafted this year and Juice Scruggs and you want to see the development of Kenyon Green and you want to see, you know, you know, starting first and foremost with the quarterback position and then the receivers. There's a ton to want to watch. And D'Amico's first game coaching, it's not going to tell you a whole lot, but you want him, to, you want to see him on, on the sidelines looking like he's in complete control, not looking like David Culley. And not biting his tongue as if as if it's chewing gum while trying to figure out how not to screw up instead of what next what's the next thing that needs to be done. So there's a ton for me to be excited about and want to watch as opposed to the last several years of Houston Texans football. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What are you most excited to watch tonight? Who do you want to watch, and how much do you think the starters should play? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. I told you I wasn't into it. You said it didn't matter. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for start, sit, cut. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. Mm-hmm. No. 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 It is. Come on. But it's not time. Well, that's not right. Time. It's not. It's yeah, Belmer. It premature. No, it's not time. Yeah, premature okay. presentation it's by Johnny right. B. If that's the worst thing you do today, it'll be all right. We'll do that. What was it, though? Give us a little heads up. It was a forward tease. Let's go start, with that. Sit, it's a forward cut. tease. Start, sit, cut. Yeah. We're going to do a little Dang, start, I did sit, it a, a, a segment early. A little forward tease coming up uh, in a little bit, coming up in 15 minutes. Uh, but the Texans play the Patriots, a three-and-a-half-point uh, uh, favorites. I think I'm going to take the points. I think I'm going to take the points. Why not have some rooting interest in this game? I mean, because it's preseason. Yeah, but it's, it's crap fun. Shoot. It's fun. Live a little. Okay, Phil. Live a little. Live a little. I'm going to take. I'm going to take. Go the, large. I'm going to. I'm not going to bet on this game. I'm not a degenerate. I'm not that much of a, de- a degenerate. What I want to see. You know how I feel about uh, C.J. Stroud. I, I want to see these guys play 30 snaps. Now, D'Amico Ryan's kind of been coy about it. He said that there's certain guys that we might not even see. He's kind of hinted at the starters only playing two series, so we're not going to see that. I would totally be okay with the first-team offense 
playing 30 snaps. Like to me, everything's about development this season. And in order to get development and progress, you need to play together. A rookie quarterback, rookie center, a lot of new pieces, first time OC, uh, first time head coach. What's that? Do we know if Green's going to play? I would imagine he would play. I don't see why not. I don't see why he wouldn't play. Uh, But I would play these guys 30 snaps. I know I'm in the minority there. I know everybody's scared of injury in the preseason. I'm not scared of injury in the preseason whenever I have a team that shouldn't be a playoff team, especially with a rookie quarterback that should play quite a bit. I would love if this uh, the first team starters, especially on the offensive side of the ball, if they played 30 snaps. I don't think we'll see it, but I'd be a huge fan of it. Yeah, look, I, I want to see, as, as, as it regards to C.J. Stroud, I want to see him out there as long as he's got a good line in front of him. I want to see what Juice Ruggs can do. I want to see what Kenyon Green can do. I don't need to see Dalton Schultz because I know what he can do. I don't need to see Stevie Nelson. I know what he can do. But I want to see Schultz because Stroud needs to be playing with a full complement. Now, Schultz has been banged up. so Yeah, I don't think not you're going to see example. him tonight. Yeah, but I, I mean, and the receivers, every I want to see everybody. Because every it's on the table because we don't have any definitive answers as to who's going to be playing what roles and who's, you know, I know who they want the starters to be in week, you know, in uh, this week or in the depth chart. But that doesn't mean anything to me. I want to see if Robert Woods has anything left in the tank. Right. Like, I want to see these guys play. Like, I don't want it to be this preseason. You play three downs and then you're gone. Like, I want to see these guys play. And I think it's, and it's not selfish reasons either. I think it's important when you have so many new pieces, when you have a rookie quarterback, when you're a young team, first time OC. Like, I think it's important for them to play a lot of snaps, quite frankly. This isn't a, this is not a situation where you're the Bengals and you're going to be a surefire playoff team or the Bills or the Chiefs. Like, those guys don't need to play. Nope. It's the same coach. It's the same QB. It's mostly the same offense. They're all very, very good. Whenever you're young and inexperienced and new, I think it's important to play a lot. I don't think we're going to see it. I think it's a slight mistake, if I'm being honest. What yeah, you- I mean, the only thing that I would say that's better than, like, to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying the only thing that I think is better than the first, you know, two series to start in preseason for especially for a young team to get cohesiveness is the the joint practices because yeah. you're going to see in the joint practices you're going to get a lot of first team defense against you. What they can't hit you, which is probably a good thing. But again, between between the first team, the, the practice, the joint practices, and, the, and against the first team defense on the practice field, and what you see in the first couple series of any preseason game. With a young quarterback, because we know the the, the the MVP types and the all-pro types don't play in these things. With a team like the Texans, that's what you want to see because that's a good gauge. I agree with that. The only difference, though, is you can't touch the quarterback. Like, I think it's the one, the one hang-up that I have a Stroud currently. I think it's going to be fine long-term. But right now, like, even some of these videos you see from, like, training camp, stuff like that, like, his great plays, his really good throws – there's a defender that already ran by him. So, like, in a game tonight, he's going to get hit. He's going to be potentially sacked. Even mm-hmm. in controlled environments like the inter-squad scrimmages, they're just going to touch him. So, like, it's much different but, to me. But, again, it goes back to the theory of, that that a lot of people re- like to refer to because the, the history repeats itself a lot, that if you know that a, a first-year rookie quarterback starting in the NFL is going to have limited success, uh-huh. the good thing is, and he's going to make mistakes, the good thing is he can make the mistakes in those joint scrimmages and not get his head ripped off and not be, like, career-altering. But which one is better for his development, though? Like, th- knowing the time that he has to be hit, to be touched, versus he's just allowing a guy to touch him and then, you know, a second later he's throwing the ball downfield. Like, 
I think there's so much to be learned in real live play and not just the, you know, the, the interest squads. No, those are very important. I'm not poo-pooing on it. I just think it's slightly better for the development whenever you play against real dudes that are trying to take your head off. Um, does it keep them safer? Yeah, absolutely. It keeps them safer. But I don't think the Texans are a playoff team. I'm not as concerned about injury than I am if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and I have Pat Mahomes. But I also don't want uh, what happened to Burrow his first year in Cincinnati, though it was in the regular season. I don't want to put my quarterback in harm's way too much. What's well, the NFL it's when he's happen. making mistakes? So Joe I, Burrow I, got hurt this year in going up he against should, he the air. No business being out there. That's true, but I mean injuries happen. Kyler Murray got hurt I in totally a real game that, last year but, against air, like just running the running the football. But I'd prefer while he's getting his feet wet and trying to understand the speed of the game and 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 and, and get acclimated to the league on a play by play basis. I prefer that he can't get crushed and yet he can still feel the speed. And he can understand what it, what the number ones on another team can do, and what he and see what his own team can do, and, and try to and eliminate as much of the potential for injury. Potential of injury exists no matter what. I get like that. if it doesn't saying, like if, if it doesn't happen, it, but if but you can like CJ Stroud, you can't. CJ Stroud's going to play against Baltimore Week One. You can't control that. No, that's fine. That's a different story. That's regular season. That that's where it all counts. This doesn't count right now. So. I, I get that what you're saying is true, but what I'm saying is if you can control what you can control, which is he's going to get all the different experiences of going up against the number one defense and the speed that they have and the athleticism that they bring, and then also what his team is supposed to do and how it works and the continuity, but he's going to avoid the ability, the, the, the chance that he's going to get crushed. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm just not as worried about injury with a rookie quarterback on a team that's not going to be in the playoffs. And like, I think that I think today does matter. Like you said, the preseason does not matter. And I get it doesn't count to the win-loss record. That's what this, I was These aren't to. numbers that are going to like show up in your career stats, things like that. But whenever you have a rookie quarterback, every single snap against a live football team matters. And it matters with their development. It matters getting acclimated to the NFL. Do I think C.J. Stroud, CJ Stroud will be better prepared week one against Baltimore and have better chance to succeed if he plays three snaps or 30 snaps tonight? I think it's 30. Sure. Does that increase the risk of injury because he's playing 20? seven more snaps it does but what is the reward of the development i think the reward of the development is greater than the risk of injury for a bad team with a rookie qb that's fine i i just think that when you're comparing the two of them i think he actually would get more out of the reps at in, in the joint script practices than he will because you don't know if all the ones are going to play for the other team and you don't know i think that's good I think it's good. I don't. I don't okay. want the ones in the other team. Like I think it gets acclimated easier if he's going to get. I think it's better for real game speed and understanding defenses if, if he's getting the the ones in practice than he is getting whoever he gets in in the preseason. I think. I think both are very important. Like I'm not pooing on the interest squad. I, I just think it's very important for him to play football. Period. Like in, to get better, I think you got to be playing football. Period. I think it's better for him to play 30 snaps versus three snaps. I think it's better for the development. Uh, also, like I want to see a little bit of precision from the Houston Texans. That's one word we heard about them offensively a lot. It's like precision. We want the ball here. We want it on time. We want it in this spot. We want to, we want to give the ball to our playmakers with space, with room to run. Like even if they play three snaps, if they play 30 snaps, I want, I want to see that. I want to see the precision. I want to see, okay, this is what Bobby Slowick's offense is going to look like. Oh, CJ Stroud's putting like the elite ball placement that we heard about. Oh, Tank Dell's getting wide open and he's, he has yards and acres of space to create and to make defenders miss. Same thing with Mechie. Like, I want to see precision. However long they're on the field, three snaps, 30 snaps, I want to see 
them put their money where their mouth is and actually see the precision that they've all been talking yeah, about. Yeah, the continuity matters, right? It's from the standpoint of a new offense, a new offensive coordinator, a lot of new pieces, but also as it relates to the offensive line. Uh, you know, I don't expect to see Laramie Tunsil all over the place, but because you've added so many pieces and tinkered so much with this offensive line with free agent, I mean, with the acquisition, uh, the acquisitions as well as the drafting of guys, and then with the injury to Quisenberry, I really, truly want to see what is what is possible with this offensive line from a continuity standpoint as well. Yeah, I, the continuity is going to be interesting, though, if you don't play. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's, that's kind of like the, the catch-22 in this whole thing. That's why I want them to play a lot because I think that's important think, as but, well. Yeah, but I think to your point, at least for the cup, first couple series, I would I think, unlike a playoff team, I think there is a lot of importance to having those guys out there for some series so that you can start building that continuity amongst this new offensive line with a lot of pieces that are absolutely new to the situation. See, that's kind of the the counterpoint to my own take is I agree with you with Laramie. Like, I don't see any way that they just paid Laramie Tunsil, which is now the second most money to a left tackle, the most money at the time to a left tackle. I want them to play 30 snaps as the ones. I don't see any way that D'Amico and Nick Casario allow Laramie Tunsil to be on the field more than nine snaps. I, I, I don't snaps. think Laramie wants to be out there either, which has a lot to do with it too because yeah. the, the, what's the easiest way to get hurt? Half-ass it. Yeah. The, um, Brooks Cabina in the paper today, he put the snap counts for certain rookie quarterbacks in their first preseason game. Deshaun Watson played over 30 snaps in his first preseason game. Now, he was locked up in a quarterback battle. They say that there's a quarterback battle with the Texans, although we all know that there's not a quarterback battle with the Houston Texans. It's interesting seeing a lot of the old rookies play a lot of snaps because I, I really – like. D'Amico kind of alluded to it today, that or not today, the, earlier this week, that they think that he, they're going to play like two series. So – I think we're going to see two series from Stroud. I don't love that. I wish it was a little bit more, uh, but just the way that it is. Let's give away some tickets right now to go see Pantera. You got got to get in on this. We're giving away two pairs of tickets. Caller number 10, caller number 12. Pantera will be back in Houston for their 2023 live tour. Catch all of your favorite songs by the talented heavy metal band at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in the Woodlands on Thursday, August 17th, a week from today. Caller 10 and caller 12 to 713-780-3776 wins a pair of tickets to the show. You can also buy tickets live at LiveNation.com. Get your tickets, LiveNation.com. Caller number 10, caller number 12 to 713-780-3776. You're going to see Pantera. Coming up next, the Will of Bits. We'll see what the Will, we'll see what Belmer have in store for us. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. I love the people at Apollo Men's Health. They get results on a daily basis. The fantastic part about Apollo Men's Health is they care about their people. Their patients, when you're there and you're a patient, you are going to get the utmost care and concern because they want you to feel better on a daily basis. You're not trying to win a gold medal at this point in your life. You're actually trying to win the day. Get everything done you need to do from your job to the gym to your family to all the different honeydews that you have to do on a daily basis. You're falling short in a lot of ways. You don't have the energy you once had. You think there's nothing that can solve that problem. There is. You want to lose weight? They have solutions to that too. Semi-glutide is available. FDA approved. You could lose up to six pounds every week without even having to work out. They have solutions across the board for things you're struggling with, from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. If you're struggling and you think there's no solution, 
rest assured, if you go to ApolloMH.com and see all the services they offer, there may be some solutions to your problems and issues, and there may be a way to feeling your best again. I love these people, and they take great care of me. They could do the same for you, too. Go on the website, book your first appointment. You'll find out most major insurance is accepted, and there's discounts for military personnel and first responders. But mention my name, Joel Blank, free B12 shot on your first visit. Maybe that gives you more energy or a free body composition analysis on your first visit, which if you do every so often can chart the progress you're making in the gym, show where your body fat's down, your muscle mass is up, and all the important numbers are making sense. That's the way they take care of their people step-by-step with everything you're trying to do. Tell them I sent you by. I'm a big fan. Three locations to better serve you around the Houston area. Go to ApolloMH.com. ESPN 97.5.com on the Chase Long. I've got a Chase Long in my dressing room and a pack of warm beer that we can consume. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for start, sit, cut. Here's Joe and Jeremy and Joe. <laughs> start, bench, cut. Start, bench, cut. I heard him. I heard him that time. Oh, you, because I told you. <laughs> uh, don't let the uh, the truth get in the way of a good story. How many of these we have, Belmer? How many, how many start, sit, cuts? Uh, there's today? a couple. There's a couple. A couple? All right. Hit us with it. What do you got? All right, the first one, uh, so our today's Wheel of Bits is uh, start, sit, cut. Corn on the cob, deviled eggs, or coleslaw. It's going to be barbecue food themed. Barbecue food themed. I'm hungry. I don't love that we're doing food as I'm hungry. That usually leads to bad decisions you have a salad on the way home. Or during the show? Yeah, it was empty today. Like, no, I mean, it wasn't empty. It just it went right through me. I didn't. It didn't fill me up at all. I had a little chicken Caesar salad. And, <laughs> and there was protein in there that didn't do anything for you? I mean, it it did for two and a half hours, okay. two and a half hours. Right. But it's I need I'm gonna need a snack on the way home. Popeyes. Maybe it's Thursday. I can't get that two piece special. Are there any Thursday deals I can take advantage of on the way home? I'll tell my wife seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If there's any Thursday the, specials where I can make a terrible decision, corn, corn on the cob. You say corn on the cob, deviled eggs, coleslaw. Coleslaw. Yeah. So easy for me. Okay. So absolutely no brainer, easy for me. <laughs> All right, I cannot stand deviled eggs. What? Oh, they're come awful, on. and they're cut without a without any problem or issue for me. I had I had boiled eggs on the way in. Actually, I, I didn't say I don't like like boiled eggs or oh. you know, or fried eggs or scrambled eggs, but I don't like deviled eggs. I never have, and I never will. So deviled eggs for me is an easy cut. You know how I can make you like deviled eggs? How? Instead of using mustard to like you know, concoct with the yolk that you then put inside the deviled egg, I bet you you would like it if instead of mustard we use ketchup. I still don't think so. I don't know. I think you might. You know why? Because Take I'm not a big fan of the yolk. Out, use the ketchup. I don't like yolks and eggs. Really? I never have. That's funny because you're yoked. Okay, well, th- that has nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that I maybe part of that is because I can't stand yolks, per- period. But, like, I love my wife. Actually, there was a time when she got me my own boiled egg maker to where they would make them quicker and you could do 12 at a time instead of putting them in the pot with the water you need a boiled egg maker i didn't need it but she bought it me for <laughs> from a convenience standpoint and i loved it and then i could just peel the egg throw them out and we away we go yeah. this is easy for me in terms of who i throw out i throw out the i definitely throw out the deviled eggs All right. now when i come down to start and sit it's a little more difficult because i love corn on the cob and i love coleslaw so i would say that if i got to break it down from start and sit I'm going to probably 
I'm going to probably go start coleslaw and, and sit corn on the cob. You it's might be the take. only person in the world. Yeah, and it was really, really close. It's really, really close. But you know what? The corn on the cob, you got a lot going on, and it gets messy and yeah, all that I mean, stuff. you just have those kernels. That's... I love them both. You know, <laughs> no, but you know what? Because the other thing that annoys me, the people that use a knife to eat corn on the cob that and cut you? it off. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you're going to eat corn on the cob, you don't cut it off and eat it with a fork. I think it depends on what you're eating it with. Like, if you're doing corn on the cob on the grill and you have, like, ribs or you have, like, burgers, then, yeah, you just eat it off the cob. But if you do that and then, like, you're sitting down and having, like, a steak, I, I, I would I would, oh, call I would off. never in my life I, I cut do it that, with a actually. knife. I, I, I cut it with a knife that. if I'm having, like, a sit-down dinner with a steak. If it's just, like, around the pit, then I'm going to eat it off the cob. It just depends on the setting. I can understand if, like, you're at a fine dining establishment that you don't want to. Well, I hate how it gets stuck in your teeth. But then don't order it. It gets okay. stuck in your teeth. I don't like it stuff stuck in my teeth. Uh, in fact, I carry floss with me everywhere. This I have was some a in my bag. I have some in my truck. Do you like coleslaw with mayo or vinegar? Uh, Either one. See, I don't like the, the vinegar-based coleslaw. I can do either one. Mayo-based coleslaw is fine, um, but I'm still... I'm still cutting it. I'm still cutting coleslaw. I like coleslaw, but it better be the mayo base, not the vinegar base, but I'm still cutting it. I love both corn on the cob and coleslaw. I like all three. I think that's a Midwest thing. May- Ooh, I don't Midwest know loves coleslaw. So does like Memphis. Like oh, you get maybe. it with some of their ribs, but they do like more vinegar base. I don't like vinegar based coleslaw. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna start deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are fantastic. Even like sometimes you get you get a little like bacon crumble and you that's how you garnish the top of the yolk. Deviled eggs are amazing. I love deviled eggs. I'm starting deviled eggs. I'm going to sit corn on the cob. And because I don't like half of the coleslaws that are made because of the vinegar-based ones, I'm going to cut coleslaw. What are you going with here, Belmer? I'm right there with you. I am starting deviled eggs. Uh, I think it's a bad take, Joel, that you, you're not really going care. with the deviled eggs here. Don't care. Uh, there's so many better ways to eat corn, but I guess I'm going to sit corn on the cob and I'm cutting coleslaw. I can't, I can't deal with coleslaw at all. Corn on the cob might be the worst way to eat corn, actually. I think it might be. I disagree because be the of the worst fact that corn. if you get the corn on the cob that's grilled, that has a couple of pieces kind of kind of burnt a little bit or well done, it adds very extra good. flavor. It's phenomenal. That is that is good. That is very, very good. I yep. like this Belmer guy. We can, we can use him around here a little bit more often. He's he's a smart man. Well, and I grew up where my old man knew the, the farmer's markets with the fresh corn. And in the summertime, literally corn on the cob could be a meal. Just, you know. I like corn on yeah, the cob. Yeah, grill up like 12, 14 cobs of corn and... You know, for us, that's that. That's the family loves it. All right, what else we got? How about this other one? Uh, mac and cheese, baked beans, and potato salad. Oh, this is easy. To me, the mac and cheese is, is starting without question, and it's never going to leave that starting position. Yeah, it's it's dominating it's an all-time its starter too. Oh, yeah. Without like, question, it's dominating this conversation. Yeah. Well, mac and cheese, by the way, is what do we call it? The darling of the division. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the gold standard. What is it? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the class of the division. The class of the division. The class, the of, class the division. of the division is mac and cheese. <laughs> um, and then it's baked beans or potato, potato, salad. potato salad. salad. My mom made an all-world potato salad, and I absolutely love potato salad if made the right way, and it's mayo-based, not mustard-based. I'm surprised it wasn't ketchup-based. Nope. Uh, but don't be surprised to, to use a little for flavoring if you need it. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, potato salad, and I'm going to cut baked beans. Did you say that it was mayo or mustard-based? Mayo. Okay. I can do either one again, but yeah. I prefer the mayo-based. I prefer mustard-based uh, potato Now, the mayo-based, and my mom would put the real bacon in it. Well, that sounds good. Oh, so That's good. good. I- I'm-, I'm right there with you. I have the same one as you. Starting mac and cheese, I'm going to sit the potato salad, prefer mustard over mayo, and then I- I'm baked beans. I-, I'm- I don't dislike baked beans. I would eat baked beans Me if too. they're offered. But I'm not. I'm not totally going to eat it over mac and cheese or, or potato salad. 
Yeah, for sure, mac and cheese starts for me, uh, without a doubt. Baked beans, I'm going to sit. I think baked beans are, are a way to wrap up any barbecue meal. You have to have baked beans. Potato salad, there's too many different ways to make potato salad. That's a good thing. N- no, it's not. I mean, you can't. If you like somebody's potato salad, you're probably not going to like the next. So I'm going to go ahead and cut potato you, salad. You know the one risk with potato salad is that it's a great carrier of sickness. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yes. Learned that the hard way. Somebody, oh, really? somebody that was sick for quinceanera made a potato salad. They were sick. Everybody ate the potato salad. The entire family was sick for the next two to three days. I think it the, is a fantastic carrier of disease. I think when bringing up these three, the kicker could be in all three, but specifically in the last two for both of us. Uh-huh. Bacon makes both of them better. Oh, yeah, yeah. it does. If, bacon in the baked beans. Bacon in the potato salad elevate either one of them. Have you ever had a little bacon in a mac and cheese? That's what I'm saying. But it elevate. I said it elevates all three, it's but good. specifically for the last two. But if you want to put bacon in mac and cheese, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. One Qu- more quickly. Yeah. Hot dogs, burgers, or ribs. Cut hot dogs, and it's not even a, It's not even close. I'm gonna put burgers first, ribs second, and and then hot dogs third. Again, and I always tell you guys this: when you are little and you go through the Field trip to the sausage plant with how they make hot dogs and sausage. You really oh, don't it turns want... you off to it. Oh yeah, Calvin Murphy used to say everything from the rooter to the tutor is in that thing, and you didn't need to see it. I'm going to say burgers, especially off the grill, and then I'm going to go ribs, and ribs are great too. And then I'm going to actually, and then I'm going to absolutely say hot dogs. Um, you say burgers to one. Burgers one. Are the ribs pork or beef? Probably, oh, probably, your choice, probably, I guess. Probably pork. You don't see a whole lot of beef ribs in a barbecue. Uh, I'm more of a beef guy than a pork guy. Now, I love ribs, but I'm going to have to go cheeseburgers over ribs. I love both. Love both. Uh, but I'm more beef over pork. Man, you, you, great Cow call over too, pig. If, if, you go, if you go burger off the grill, cheese, grilled onions, mushrooms, I mean, load that bad boy up. That is all world. Yeah, I'm going to go burgers, ribs, hot dogs. What are you saying here, Belmer? I'm starting burger. I am sitting hot dog, and I'm cutting ribs. Because I, I think most of them are pork as well, too, and I don't really rock with pork. So I hate to I'll break the ribs, you, but a hot dog is pork. No, I know, but I, it's okay, you know? I don't. I think it's a lot it's of not, things. I don't eat many hot well, dogs. I'm not sure it's I mean, I told pork. you, it's there's different pieces of the pork, but you're, you're getting pork. I just don't eat many of them. Aren't kosher hot dogs? No, you, you can get beef. They're beef, right? They're like yeah. all-natural beef dogs. Yeah, I think that's correct. Usually, I, th- I don't eat. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Hebrew, because, Hebrew yeah, because, National. Absolutely, because, right. Hebrew National are all natural beef franks. Yep. Um, we, none of, we all cut hot dogs? No. Belmer put them on the bench. You put them on the bench? Yeah, I put them on the bench. He, he, cut, he ribs? cut ribs? I cut ribs, yeah. yeah. That's a bad take. That is a bad take. He's telling me about my bad takes, and he, he cut ribs. Yeah, that's that's a bad take. I'm hungry. 713-780-ESPN. Where did Belmer go wrong on, on his takes? Uh, the Astros lost a baseball game in Baltimore. Let's have some instant reaction to that. And one final chance for you to tell. We still don't know where Joe George is at. Where is Joe George? Wrong answers only. 713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line. 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, right where you belong. You're the only one left of the Wayne family. This is where you belong. Welcome home. Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Threw me for a loop there for a second with Belmer playing the Hunter Brown music. But yeah, today is a Hunter Brown game. 
unfortunate part is that Hunter Brown already lost the game. Hunter Brown, the losing pitcher today for the Astros, as the Astros fall to the Orioles 5-4. to four. They almost got to Bautista again. We were, I mean, we were watching the game out of the corner of our eye. We were we were keeping tra- uh, track. I'll go back and watch I it. I might have done more than the corner of my eye when I was supposed to have a read yeah. and was not too happy with what was transpiring. The Yiner Diaz ball almost got through, all of that. People were mad. People were mad at Dusty. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the game to get a grasp of the game because I have no idea like what the game, the game script looked like. Uh, but people are like, I've had it. I've, I've about had it with Dusty. Eight two three four says, uh, I don't understand. Like, where, where did you think Dusty went wrong? Somebody else said Dusty's an idiot. Why would you bat a Triple A guy? Uh, I wish he would have listened and add a bat to the major leagues with two outs. I don't know where he's going with this. That, yeah, that whole thing was a little bit convoluted because who else was he going to go to there? And I had I had confidence in John Singleton. I like what I've seen so far from John Singleton. You yeah. can call him a triple-A guy, and you know that it didn't go well with him when he was called up to the Brewers earlier this season. But the fact of the matter is, as much as he was crushing it in Sugarland, the at-bats that he's had since he's been called up in this short window of time, and I said I need to see more of him, but he drew, he's drew. he got great plate discipline. He's got a really good eye. He worked a walk early in the game. He hit a laser his first at-bat up right at the first baseman. I have no problem batting John Singleton there and, and, and having confidence he could do something. I guess the option would have been Chaz. If he could play. Yeah, he he got scratched with the knee, so I don't know what his you know, status is. Uh, but, I mean, you take two of three in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. I'll go back and watch this, but I don't know if there's anything to be upset with Dusty about. Now, some people on the Twitch were saying that he left Hunter Brown in the game too long, and you brought that up I did say that break. during the show, yeah. That they, he tried to get him for the seventh inning. He tried to get him through the seventh, and then the Astros got – Touched up for two more runs in the seventh. He didn't get an out in the seventh inning, so maybe. That's well, because we're doing the to. show, like you said, we didn't have every specific detail. We were watching it while doing the show. I thought once he got through the sixth, quality start, did his job, that's enough, and I didn't see the pitch count. So I don't know where his pitch count was, and obviously that matters. Yeah. But I, w- I did not expect to and want to see him go out for the seventh. Then he goes out for the seventh, and then he gives up a couple more runs, and now you're playing from behind. But otherwise, hey, the fact that when, you know, it's, it's easy cliche-wise for everybody to say, even Tucker the other night after the Grand Slam, oh, you know, this team has so much fight in them. It never, they never quit. They never throw away at bats. But the fact that you, after a one-run game turns into a three-run game in the eighth, you could have said, hey, just like you said, great series. We take two out of three from the best team in the American League. We can go home now. We're on our way back home on a flight. But yet you keep fighting, and you have the bases loaded in a one-run game and keep swinging – that's all you need to know about this team. I like the fight in this team. Yeah. Uh, Yiner hit a ball through the uh, left side that, if it got through, would have tied the game. Yep. Probably. There probably would have been a play at the plate, but the third baseman dove and got a glove on it, kept the ball in the infield, so it prevented the tying run from scoring uh, there in the ninth inning, and then John Singleton hit a, what was a weak pop-out to, yeah. to end the game. Uh, so the Astros lose in Baltimore, take two of three, now two and a half back in the division. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. People on, uh, where's Joe George? 9458. Joe George is a drift bar with Polly G drinking Trulies. I don't think I've never had it. Trulies are sparkling. I think it's a, I think it's a hard sparkling water. I think it's a spiked sparkling water. I've never had a Trulies. Uh, 4776. uh, Joe took an express flight to Chicago. He heard they're doing auditions for the Super Bowl shuffle remix. Hmm. Can he do the electric slide while he's doing it? Uh, R.I.P. to the guy that did the cha-cha. The, what's the cha-cha dance? Are you talking about La Macanera no. or whatever it's called? Cha-cha slide, right? Is uh, it that was the electric slide? slide. No, there's the electric slide, but there was... There, uh, I don't know. Slide to the left. 
Slide to the right. <laughs> that person died? Yeah, that dude just died. Did no, he really? They did a thing well, on the news about it. I should have yeah. laughed. I feel bad now. Uh, 3062 listened. Easy, Colin Coward. 3062 said, I listened to the game, didn't watch the entire game. Where were you? Why weren't you with us? Uh, the only gripe I can think of would be, why is Jordan Diaz, or Yonder Diaz, he said Yonder Diaz, why is Yonder Diaz not playing every every day? I don't know why Yonder Diaz is not playing every day. You can make a case against lefties. You can't make a case against righties. You can't not. You cannot make a case against righties at all. Blankers doesn't even think you should make a case against lefties, which I'm getting closer and closer to his side because he hits the ball hard. He smashes the baseball. Uh, three three seven six. You can't blame Baltimore having great defense all day. Tons of great catches. Two of three. You can't complain. Baltimore robbed the Astros of so many hits in this series. Oh, they really did. Home runs and hits. Yeah, I mean balls that were just lasers and barreled up and hit all over the place. But you think about it, Jordan had had a home run taken away. Was it Chaz? You said that the the center yeah, fielder yesterday. got yesterday. It was close. It would have been. I mean, at so least Austin Hayes it, got it. Yeah, it was at least extra bases. I think it yep. might have hit the top of the wall, but maybe got out of there. But yeah, they, they had, the third baseman today saved them the game. He had the play in the first inning. And That's on, right. The laser on the very first it was a uh, Altu, was it Altuve? I think it was Bregman. Was it? I think it was Bregman. One of the first two guys. And then you had the the final play, the fun, the ninth inning. Yiner Diaz smoked the ball through the left side that normally would have gotten through into left field. Bregman at second base would have tried to score from second the tying run, and the dude got a glove on and kept the ball on the infield. So a little unlucky on that play. You know, you can point to that seventh inning. I guess I'll go back and watch to to see all that. Uh, well, seven one three two Branham. The truth is, you do not want Dusty Baker as manager of the Astros anymore because he is black. That's quite. Oh, that is quite. Wow. That is quite. Late in the show, we go there. That is quite the uh, the claim there. I have a in Dusty we trusty shirt though. Seven one three two. So I think that that can be. Uh, I think that takes me off the hook. You turned the corner for your al- for your allegations. Dusty's done a great job. Dusty's had a ton of injuries, and he's two and a half games out of the American League West, and the Astros are still World Series contenders. So and when I mean you turned the corner, the allegation after last year. I mean on saying you would never say anything <laughs> negative, but not about your racist that because you're not. <laughs> Just about the fact that you, change, you oh, Dusty, man. we trust you now for you. It's a good week if you get called a racist. I've always said that. Uh, Trill Phil, Branham. You and only you. Branham, I never agree with any of your takes. You probably have the worst football takes I've ever heard. But I 100% agree that Jose is the worst contract we've ever given. I wish our mutual friend agreed as well, but he's a lame baseball purist. I don't know who our mutual friend is there. Yeah, because I'm not friends with that dude, so it can't be me. Well, Belmer, you know this you're not, guy? You're not friends with nope. me either. That's I don't think true. he's talking. You, uh, you, you didn't say that Abreu wasn't, though. No. I, I, don't know, I don't know who needed, he yeah, or she is talking I'm not talking sure which purist. To and I, also, I disagree. My takes are great, Trill Phil. I have fantastic takes. Just What's his name? Anybody. Trill Phil. Uh, Jermaine says Joe George went to Alabama to help solve race relations one chair at a time. Race well, you should have gone so that you maybe, can improve your maybe, standing here maybe, after Dusty. At least one person thinks I'm a racist. You. At least one person. If, if, if That's the thing, though. If one person, if you need at least one person to think you're a racist if you're really living these days. Um, who else? Let's see. Nine two two seven. Joe George is playing pickleball with Branham's boys up in Kingwood because Branham will never go. Why would you never go? I got a bad hip. My body's breaking. Wait, down. you're making. I thought you were going to try pickleball. I'm going to try eventually. I'll, I'll do it someday. Two nine two zero. Joe is currently out trying to legally change his first name to Subway so he can have free subs for life. Subway George. <laughs> that is a thing, right? Is that, is that the trick? Though so there's there's a story going around. That Subway is looking for someone to legally change their first name to Subway, and of all the people that do it, they're going to pick one, and they're going to. It's not worth it. Give them like you got to pick a life. better restaurant to name yourself after. 
I mean, you could just change your name to Subway and have everybody call you your original first name, though. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's kind of weird. Uh, I agree with you, though, Belmer. I don't like Subway. Yeah, it's not great. Why? I think it's terrible. Sorry for anybody who's Why out is there it terrible? that owns a Subway because I think it's disgusting. I, I think it's bad. Is that because of Jared or because of the, the food? No, it's because of the food. Who likes think, Subway? I don't think, I don't People think, like I, Subway. Yeah, Lisa and I both like Subway. Man, you have bad food takes. I agree with Belmer. Do they have ketchup at Subway? I don't know. I don't need it. <laughs> Does it still smell terrible when you walk into a Subway? I heard they changed their the way that they do bread there, and it no longer smells bad. Does it still smell bad? I don't know. I, I haven't walked into the, one in too long. Right, they bake the bread, right? I think that's it always, you. It smells good. Uh, I think they might be handling their bread differently. Somebody told me they're handling their bread, their bread differently now. I remember when I was a kid and I was forced to go to Subway, that it would always smell terrible. I was like, I was scared to go really? into Subway I've always it smelled had, so bad. Whenever I've walked in... To uh, a subway, it's all you always smell the the baking bread of all the different breads they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been to a subway in ten years, probably. Try try a a better sub shop. You'll change your mind, Joel. I yeah. have tried better sub shops. I love Jersey Mike's more than any other sub shop, but I do enjoy Subway. My favorite sandwich place is Potbelly. Oh yeah, Potbelly is pretty good. Potbelly Italian. Big Italian, if you're feeling a little frisky, you, you get enough. So good. I don't know if you get enough of the deli meat. Oh, absolutely. And a big, big Italian. Okay, I don't do the big I, Italian. I, big Italian's fantastic. Which which isn't bad either. Which which is all right. Which which is very good. Which really which, good. I'm not a huge sandwich guy. If I'm being completely honest with you. Brown bag. Ever done brown bag deli? I have. Nope. Brown, I like we've, brown. Bag. We've had that catered to us before, like getting away, like on the buses and things like that. We've had we've had brown bag deli catered. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What do you go with at uh, at Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's is a turkey. Okay, you yeah. know what I you know what I like? I like a good club sandwich from time to time. Mm-hmm. Club sandwiches are good. Yeah, they are really good. I had a club sandwich this past weekend. That was Jersey Mike's underrated really is the the, uh, the salt and vinegar and the, the the oil and vinegar and the salt and pepper that they put in that little mixed job that they do. That, that's it's good flavor. The uh, pot belly does the the oils. The oils are very good. Zero three nine two agrees with you. He says Subway is underrated. Underrated. I think so. Underrated? And you can load up as much toppings as you want. Okay. Otherwise, you're at the at the mercy of, like, the other places you guys are talking about where they put on whatever they think. And you can say, I want extra this and extra, you know, onions and tomatoes and cucumbers, and they just load it up for you. You won't catch me dead. Instead of, I'd, rather, I'd rather starve than eat Subway. Wow. Uh, 9240 Blank. There goes that sponsorship deal. Uh, Joe, there never <laughs> were one. Uh, I, can, I can sing a much different tone, though, if they wanted to. Although they're probably going to go with you. Uh, Joe is attending the annual meeting of people with two first names. Never trust somebody with two first names. It's, I, it's, a, it's a scary thing to do. Who else would fall into that category that we know nationally or locally? Greg Frank. Oh, oh good call. Host of first name sports. Good call. <laughs> and he's from Philadelphia, too, so it's like a double whammy. Sorry for anybody that is from Philadelphia. Mm. City of brotherly love, not always very brotherly. Uh, 1497, y'all need to try Cheba Hut. For sandwiches, you ever heard of that? Never heard of it. I've never heard of that. Plus, no. I'm, plus, I'm Mexican, man. I eat tacos, not sandwiches. Uh, Seven two nine three Grilled Chicken Club from Antones. I think it's Antoine's, isn't it? That's a famous one. It around, is very famous. It's like the oldest. They were the pole boy shop that used to. You could actually get them in their shop, or you could actually buy them in grocery stores. You think you still pre-made? Can. I think you can get them is at H E B. I know you can get them from H E B. I've seen them inside of H E B. Give me a taco over a sandwich. Y'all agree with that? Taco over a no, sandwich? No, not, you'd not rather for, go not sandwich from a filling, over taco? No, because it's from a filling standpoint. If I get the sandwich, I'm done. You load up your tacos. tacos you need a bunch of them. Eh, 
There's nothing wrong with a bunch of them. There's nothing okay. wrong with a bunch. Yeah, this exactly. is from a guy that's wearing a sweater on a 110 degree it's day. It's cold in the production it studio. We, yeah, have, we haven't had air conditioning all week. We do today. It's kind of chilly. Okay. All right. Does it for us. Thanks to John Belmer for filling in for Joe George, where we still don't know where he's at. I hope he's back tomorrow. He's blank on Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The Wheelhouse is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Fighter of the Night, man. I miss you, Night Man, so bad.